The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. We are prime time, aren't we, John? We are prime time. I couldn't be with better folks. Special Friday night edition here of Making Your Home Great. We, as I said, we have uh, uh, Derwin Maness from RoofWorks and also uh, Brock Emmons from Triangle Radium Barrier. And you guys do some work together, don't you? We do. Uh, Brock uh, with Radiant Barrier has uh, partnered with us. We help him out and he helps us out. So it's been a good partnership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Let's talk about your week. (laughs) Well, my week has been crazy. So uh, what I would say off the top is we're very thankful at RoofWorks. Thank the good Lord for all the rain that we've gotten because it's been a blessing. I think it's been a blessing to everybody. We've been really dry and the rains help, but rain helps our business a lot. And I would say what I'm very thankful for is the employees at RoofWorks. They have gone above and beyond the last, really, last three weeks. Because, you know, we've been through Christmas, through New Year's, and that's a a good time, and people have been off. But, you know, we've had these rains that have come during that time period. And then this past week, we had a massive rainstorm, a lot of calls. I was talking to head of operations, Carrie Gerald, and uh, I think we calculated 600 calls. Wow. Wow. And those calls vary from commercial repair, residential repair, multifamily repair, and then general uh, residential replacement calls. So were were there trees down? Were was it was it just a whole lot of rain? What uh, what prompted most of the calls? I think it's uh, mainly leaks and uh-huh. and then shingle issues. You know, shingles coming off. And I will really, you know, I'm very, when I say I'm proud, I'm very proud because inside people don't realize the, that call volume, what it does, the stress it puts on, it puts on the schedule. Yeah. And really Amy and Darlene inside, Wes, those are, those people have really been doing unbelievable work for this company so kind of walk me through that because homeowners are pretty oblivious to things and you know when you have a lot of rain where is the they're not going to go up in the attic and check to see if it's leaking is is it leaking in the living area i mean does it get that bad there's not a lot of brocks out there brock would be up there (laughs) he would be uh, he would be a uh ahead of the curve so to speak, but the typical homeowner is not noticing anything going on until right. it hits them on the head, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. So, or they see the sheetrock is wet, they see a stain, or well, it comes right down. It the wall. comes down the wall. Uh, you know, the kids are complaining, the wife's complaining, the computer's getting wet. Something's happening. It becomes expensive. Yes. I mean, once you notice the water, it's not just about replacing uh, the the area of the roof that's causing the leak. It's it's now worrying about all the damage that was caused by the water, the insulation, the drywall. Sometimes customers have can lights that short out just because they've been sitting under an inch of water, and now there's an electrician that's involved having mm-hmm. to come out and fix this stuff. So it can get very expensive very quickly. And, you know, we got to caution because we hit like 50-mile-an-hour gusts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that can take uh, a, 
of shingle that has not been put in properly? It, it, is, that, would that, is that the best way to ex- explain it? Definitely shingles that aren't installed properly are shingles that are past their life. You know, that's going to, you know, they will come off in that situation. Proper, improperly installed roofing products are coming off a roof. And that's showing our, you see ridge cap a lot being blown off in a 50-mile-an-hour wind. Oh, really? All right, you know, and, and really what's happened there, they weren't installed correctly to start with mm-hmm. because from a warranty standpoint, they shouldn't be coming off, not in that wind. And people say, well, that's a lot of wind, but it's still they should, they should be intact and the warranty should stand up to that. The shingle should stand up to that wind gust. Mm-hmm. And- you yep. know, it's not it's not always just the shingles. It's pipe jacks, it's flashing, step flashing, chimney caps that can be leaking. Mm-hmm. You know, when heavy rains come in with heavy wind, it uncovers the problems you didn't know were there in wow. most cases. And we've talked on the show before about what I like to call preventative maintenance. We do this with our cars. We re- make sure the oil is done, make sure the brakes are replaced before you're spitting a brake pad out on the highway, driving down the road. It's making sure to address these problems before they cause you a lot more damage or concern. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these guys that come onto the show all the time, Holly talks about bring us out once or twice a year to take a look at the roof. Let us do preventative maintenance, replace any pipe jacks that need to be done, maybe uh, weatherize some of the rubber components around the pipe jacks, put in new step flashing, this is going to save you a lot of money. Once you notice the problem, now we're worried about damage. Yeah, our number uh, tonight is the same that it is on Saturdays, uh, 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. Uh, we've got the experts here, and we got the non-experts, uh, John and, and myself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're using terms, and I've been a homeowner, a homeowner over 20 years. You're a pipe jack? I don't a know what jack. that is. I better go Google. Yeah, this is awesome. I appreciate this experience. So let's turn it to you. How, how does uh, a week like we had affect you? Oh, man. So what we run into with the heavy winds and the heavy storms are customers that don't have adequate drainage. So they're getting a lot of water in their crawl space, um, which obviously can cause a a plethora of uh, problems. Most of the time it has to do with improper gutters. Maybe the downspouts are not buried and carrying that water away from the property. Sometimes they have downspouts, but the the 90-degree elbow down on the end is popped off. And it's just straight dumping all the water right on the foundation wall. Yeah. And that causes funny smells in the house. And, and, you know, so we're getting a lot of phone calls with, hey, I've got six inches of standing water in my crawl space. What do I do here? Well, that's fine. We, we've got a few ways to get that. And that's typically French drains, uh, mm-hmm. some pumps, basins, or having these guys over here at RoofWorks come out and redo the gutters. These guys have a lot of experience doing gutter systems on roofs, and I cannot, I cannot tell people how important it is to have adequate gutters and make sure that you're pushing water away from the property if you have a crawl space. Yeah, I mean, when you get a gully washer like we had, uh, it kind of really shows uh, maybe that those gutters are already full and the water goes in there, and, and it doesn't it doesn't even go down the drain pipe. It goes over the side, right? And if it's been that way for a while, it could affect the fascia, maybe? It'll affect the fascia for sure. Uh, a lot of what Brock's talking about is in 
you know, just like Brock, when he goes out or his guys go out and evaluate insulation mm-hmm. or cross space areas, you know, whether it's attic or cross space, he is going to tell that customer what they need to do to have the adequate installation. Mm. Always. He may tell them, you know, I'm not right for you in this situation. And he's because he's going to do what's the professional and correct thing. And we're going to do the same thing because some people will say, I want a, I want a bigger gutter or I want, I want to add more downspouts. Or, and sometimes that's not the answer, and we're going to tell them that. But, you know, we're going to give them the right advice on their gutters uh, and on their downspouts and on leaf protection and, and whatnot. And that's, that's what you've got to do to help a homeowner make a decision. Sometimes they may, they may not like the answer you give mm-hmm. them. But, you know, that's what you do to try to help them and try to get water. The, the goal of gutter truly is to keep water away from the house. Yeah, right. That's, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what we're trying to accomplish there. You know, and then there you can make some really you can put some really nice looking gutters up. There. You can, yeah. yeah. You can, the, yeah. These copper gutters, yeah. good yeah. night. Those are pretty. <laughs> yeah, Holly tells us about the black gutters. That's, yeah, we yeah. we do uh, all different colors and gutters, and yeah. we, and copper gutters. I I love. I wish every customer would put copper gutters. Yeah, on. I mean, I love it. They're but, they're gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know that's the thing. But it is what what is the roof like. What's the run, meaning how far are we going from, well, I call it rafter run. Yep. You know, how much area of roof really are we talking about? How much mm-hmm. water is coming off of that roof? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And and also coming, you know, a valley, you know, where two areas of roof come together. You want to make sure you're not letting so much water dump down in that area. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you try to control. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the whole roof, right? I mean, it could, there could just be a portion of the roof that's damaged, and, and, and that could be taken care of. Sure, yeah. And, and going back to the storm and, and a lot of rain coming in, if I think you made that comment, Mike, when a lot of water is coming down, if it's, you know, we had, what, three inch, three inches of rain? Mm, yeah. Well, no gutter is going to control that amount of water. No. You want your gutters to handle normal rains. That's what you want to happen. Yeah. You want it to control that amount of water coming off that roof, flow into the downspouts, and get away from your foundation. That's what you want. All right, we have the experts here. Uh, if uh, anyone thinks they, they got through the storm okay, or maybe they're a little worried about it, maybe uh, you know, we can give you some tips on uh, maybe checking to see if you may have a problem and then get the experts out there. Uh, but uh, we got the guys here that know a lot about what rain can do. And rain does uh, a, a lot of damage. 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF and WPTF.com. Back here, a special Friday night edition of Making Your Home Great. Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier and also Derwin Manus from RoofWorks. Usually Holly is in, so we're so happy to have you uh, aboard. John, you had a question? Yeah, I want to talk to you, asking you about radon. Oh, I'm hearing a lot about radon this week. Yeah, yeah. People start getting uh, radon spikes when the temperatures start dropping a little bit. Is that um, right? That's right. Um 
what do you know about radon? I tell you what, you know, I'm always told that you really need to be careful and have detectors and everything, but I I really need to know what do I look for? What should I be aware of? What's going to set me off to I have a problem? So that is an excellent question. Much like a, a smoke detector, right? They make sensors mm-hmm. that you can put down underneath the house. They call them air things kit. Okay, you can look them up and Google them online. They're retail about two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Fairly simple to install. Mm-hmm. One sensor goes under the house. One goes in the house, and it runs through your Wi-Fi and your modem, so you can wow. get alerts and indications when you're anywhere in the world as long as your phone is hooked up to Wi-Fi. They came out a few years ago. We started using those in customers' crawl spaces that have those concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, a brilliant idea to have that type of sensor in the house as a just-in-case. They run on AAA batteries, and you know the batteries can last in them about a year and a half. So it's not often that you're having to go down there and switch these around. But they monitor radon, mold content, airborne contaminants, temperature, relative humidity. Hey, these are all interesting things to know about inside your living space, let alone underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, high radon can definitely cause health concerns. If you have high radon, that's typically when you use a radon mitigation system, which is a big fancy term for a perforated pipe that you run under the vapor barrier in your crawl space mm-hmm. that's connected to a 24-hour-a-day fan. Hmm. And it is constantly pulling the air out from underneath the plastic. And uh, it, the pipe is not very attractive once it leaves the, uh, the crawl space. Code, it has to actually go up over the gutter. So we then have to run a pipe out the vent of your crawl space up the side of the house and go over the gutter line. And what's interesting is we run into these two-story houses that have you know 35 40 feet up to the gutter and when we have those customers i send out roof works to finish running the pipe up and over the gutter because my guys are not trained to be on two and three-story ladders we do crawl space work so derwin over here his guys have actually assisted us in installing some of those systems but it will help to mitigate it and if you have that sensor you'll see the radon drop off the map wow so those those systems work very well. Yeah, yeah. Good so, question. Yeah. Speaking of ladders, we've had our stories, you and I. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I had a ladder incident last year, um, and it was because I uh, was attending to my gutters. Uh, but it, it's something that you provide. You provide a service that where you can clean out the gutters. And, and not only that, when, when uh, your guys came out, uh, they also did the valleys, right? Because there's all that stuff there that if if you don't get that, it's eventually going to end up in the gutter, I would assume. Yes. Uh, we offer, you know, that's part of the maintenance for uh-huh. your roof. You know, we talk, Holly talks nonstop about roof maintenance right. on this show. And people all the time, and Brock talks about a car. He uses the car analogy a lot, which is a great analogy for your roof, and if you don't do maintenance on your car, it's going to break down. It's going right. to leave you on the side of the road. If you don't do maintenance on your roof, you're going to have problems. In a storm, you're going to have leaks. In a storm, your shingles are going to come off. Your 
as he calls them pipe jacks, I call them pipe boots. He's from yeah. Texas, and they call them pipe <laughs> jacks. Yeah, pipe jacks in Texas, that's <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and we call them boots here, but they're the same thing. Uh-huh. And and uh, they're going to leak because the typical one lasts seven years. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have consistent maintenance for your roof, and we suggest at a minimum every year. Mm-hmm. And people do maintenance on all kinds of stuff. You're, you're heating an air system. You have maintenance done to it. If you don't do maintenance on it, it breaks right. down on you. Costs you thousands. And it costs you money. a lot of money. Yep. With your roof, if you have that debris, Mike, like you had on your roof, mm-hmm. leaks occur because these heavy rains or if we get, uh, Brock was mentioned in the break, a chance of snow or ice next week, mm. it's really a problem yeah. because – it gets snow and ice, gets uh, leaves, and it's a big ice dam. And there we go. It comes in. It doesn't matter how good your shingles are at that point because it gets blocked and it just comes right in. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great idea to have roof maintenance. And if you have a local guy that stops by the house and says, and he's super nice, and I'm sure he is. Mm. And he says, let me clean your roof. Let me clean your gutters. And he's done most of your neighbors or some of your neighbors. And he probably does a pretty good job. If he falls off your roof and he gets hurt or heaven forbid worse, most likely you're paying for that Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have insurance because he's not insured to be up there in the first place. Yeah, and Holly's talked about this before. Don't let anyone on your roof without maybe checking with your insurance agent. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. That's yeah. why I won't let my guys up. Why do you think I bring these guys out? Our insurance is not covering my guys to be on roofs. Mm-hmm. So if we need to get on a roof or install a solar attic fan that RoofWorks helps us with, we bring out the guys that are insured to do such. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely important. We encourage, uh, whether it's in the repair side of our business or the roof replacement, we encourage the homeowner to get uh, in touch with our insurance if, and ask them, mm-hmm. you know, check on us. Yep. Always. 919-860-9783 is our number. This is Making Your Home Great. Um, you know, Brock, um, uh, we we talk about different things from time to time with you. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay cold, it yes, looks it like. Is. So I guess the phone is still ringing saying, it's Help. cold in yeah. the morning. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're getting a lot of bonus room phone calls right now. Oh, the, the bonus room above the garage is freezing cold. What do we do? Mm. Our, our utility bills are going through the roof right now. The heating cost is is just so high. Uh, it's difficult to keep the house warm. It's struggling to keep up. So we are fielding a lot of those phone calls right now, and they all have to be addressed differently. Um, unfortunately, sometimes insulation is, is not going to be the answer to the question. Uh, sometimes it's a faulty thermostat. It's an issue with the, the heating heating unit itself. Um, When stuff like that happens, I reach out to Comfort First and I get their HVAC guys out there to handle those customers if that's the problem. Which gets back to what Derwin and I were were talking about is, you know, when we come out to your house, whether we do the work or not, our job uh, in our industry is to give accurate advice. And if the homeowner 
you know, heeds that advice, then try to guide them to a company that's going to take care of them like family. Mm -hmm. That's the reason that I work so closely with American Dream Flooring and RoofWorks and Comfort First, because I can trust these companies and I trust them to take care of our customers as we would theirs. Mm -hmm. So just bring out somebody that you believe you can trust that's going to give you good, accurate information and make sure to do general maintenance on this kind of stuff. Your roof, your HVAC, you know, make sure to seal up your doors and windows once every few years with some uh, 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 caulking, and you just want to make sure that the house is a a functional system mm-hmm. and it continues to work to your benefit. I had a question for you. Now, does insulation automatically help heating bills? It can, if that's the problem. Uh, and as I was just saying, sometimes I get out there and I'll get into the attic and they, they've got three feet of insulation up there. Just, I mean, up to your hip. And it's like, well, clearly insulation is not your problem, but they might have a faulty thermostat. So they have the heater set on 72, mm. and when it gets to 72, it doesn't shut off. It keeps running. And the bill gets bigger and bigger and bigger, kind of like a water leak. You're not aware of it. Well, if you're on a well, it's no problem. But if you're doing city water and there's a water leak, you're going to get a really big (laughs) water bill at some point. That's an indication of a problem. So when we go out, we ask, what's the problem? What kind of issues are you having? What are we hoping to solve? And if they say, these are my issues, I start trying to address those issues. And if I get up there, heater's running nice Okay, it's blowing good air, but he's got six inches of insulation in the attic. I can confidently say this is going to make a big impact if we come in here and redo this insulation. So sometimes it's the answer, sometimes it's not. You just want to make sure you get accurate information so you don't spend money in a place you don't need to. Yeah, anything in the uh, crawl space that can impact on that? No. Nope. And that's kind of a misnomer. That is a misnomer. Yeah. we A lot of people think doing crawl space work is going to impact your utility cost. And unfortunately, you don't lose heat through your floor in the winter. The heat in the house is rising. So it's about retention of heat in the winter. Um, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Heat is rising. In the mm-hmm. summer, it's not really that hot in the crawl space. 95 degrees outside, it's 83, 84, 85 in the crawl space. It's dark. It's damp. It's moist. Right. So the issue with crawl space is, you know, if you encapsulate it, it'll help warm up your floors a little bit, but it's really not going to make much of an impact on utility bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about indoor air quality doing crawl space work. Yep. We'll talk more about that. Talk about a little bit of mold. I don't know if it's mold season yet, but uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into uh, uh, what is an architectural shingle? What is that? Sounds all fancy. Uh, So we've got a lot of uh, things that we want to talk to our guests tonight about, and we want you to join the conversation. This is Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Welcome back. Another great half hour still to come from making your home great. Mike Slayman and John Champion. So glad to be here. In here, primetime edition tonight. We usually air Saturdays noon to two. But uh, we do have some uh, conflicts time to time with the uh, UNC Athletics. So uh, we are happy to uh, have you joining us tonight. Uh, you know, 
I had my roof done by RoofWorks, and it was like a entire football team was on my lawn. They're good, aren't <laughs> they? Made a lot of guys. <laughs> Why do you need so many people? Well, there's a lot of things involved in tearing off a roof. Like yours, we tore off the roof. We had a project manager that's involved in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, one, you're a very important person, Mike. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Rolling out the red carpet. Love it. But, uh, you know, when you tear off a roof, it's nasty, as you learned. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks, you know, the finished product looks great. Hope you were happy. I think you were. I am, but the yeah. most important person was your wife. That's true. <laughs> and she was happy. Um, and But when you do a roof job, you, you tear that roof off. We've got to protect everything around. Mm-hmm. You got to protect your shrubs. You got to protect for pets. You got to protect because all those nails that were nailed into that shingle, the the original shingles are coming off. So you got to capture those. We try to capture every one of them. Are we going to capture a hundred percent? No, but we want to get ninety nine percent, and that's our goal. And hopefully we we did that on your job. Mm-hmm. And we do a thorough cleanup, and it takes it takes a lot of manpower because it's a hard job, and we you know we we stress that when we go out and do a job. Some some people come out and say it doesn't matter about size of the house. They'll say well, we can do it in a day, <laughs> you know, and that's sort of scary. Yeah, I mean some jobs are small and they can be done in a day, but you know I see. And you said a football team, and I don't think we really had a football team on your house. But, <laughs> it was a bunch. But, it was a bunch. But, you know, you, you bring a crew out to do a job, and the key is everybody has a has a task. Right. You know, you've got guys, and you know, I'll make it simple here, but you've got guys that are skilled installers, and you've got guys that are more uh, labor-based. They're bringing the product up. Which and is the hardest it's part the hardest of this part. job? Trust me. Have you ever picked up a bundle of shingles? They're heavy. You pick up two. I see some of these guys carry three up a ladder, and I'm like, no, my back, my well, knee, I'd fall right off that ladder. Brock said something that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know why. <laughs> but you have a lift, a mechanical lift that takes it up, but they oh. still have to carry it to the ladder. Yeah. In the old days, they did carry it up the ladder. But am I showing uh, my age a little? Yes. Sorry. But <laughs> uh, but you also have to clean that ground. That guy on that ground works diligently all day long. And it's a couple guys usually. And they're they're loading the roof, loading that machine that's loading the roof. They're cleaning that ground constantly. Mm-hmm. With all, a giant magnet. You yeah. guys use the lawnmower yes. magnets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you guys with that? Wow. That was a little push magnet. You just roll around. It picks up. Oh, they're, 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 picture life before that. Picture picking up those nails by hand. These It just makes the job so much easier. But there's a lot of lot of stuff involved in it. But, you know, the the thing is, I've, I've always stressed, Will's always stressed that, if we don't do it to our, you know, best perfection, mm-hmm. then, you know, we're not delivering what we promised. And we've got to do that because, you know, if we go out and just say, hey, throw that roof on, move on to the next one, then we're not delivering what RoofWorks is promising because we want to be around 
and have the reputation that we do quality work. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that by just saying, you know, do it half good. Yeah, yeah. And you want it to look good, too. John, you had a question. Yeah. Architectural shingles you guys were talking about, what are they and how do they differ from regular shingles? Well, I would make this comment. Architectural shingles, some people call them dimensional or architectural shingles. They are now the standard in shingles. Mm -hmm. They are what you see all the time. And probably when me and Brock are talking about carrying shingles up a ladder, that was the uh, back in the old days, three-tap shingles would be the standard. Right. But now you hardly ever see a three-tap shingle. So architectural shingle is a shingle that's designed to look sort of layered, Mm -hmm. have dimension to it. Uh, The reason they came out with that shingle was to sort of have a look of a a cedar or wood look to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And they've developed it now to where it's multiple colors. In the early days of a dimensional or architectural shingle, they they stayed within the wood colors, like weathered wood Mm -hmm. and uh, dark browns. But now it's all the colors are in that. So as you move up, uh, is it basically the weight of the shingle that increases? The weight has increased in the architectural shingle, but now they have different classifications even within the architectural. What you're hitting Mm -hmm. at, Mike, is there's heavier within it. And then there's what we call now designer shingles that are even bigger than the architectural shingles. You know, there's the Grand Manor by... Uh, oh, yes. Certainty, which is the crowning shingle out there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. How, how heavy are they? The Grand Manor is, if uh, my math is right, is about a 400-pound shingle, uh, 400 pounds per uh, wow. square. Wow. Per 100 square feet. That's a lot of weight. And yep. they come with uh, outstanding warranties. Golly, yes. the warranties are as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about um, mold. Is, is, is it mold yet? You, you say you got mold everywhere, um, but is this a time where it's uh, kind of dormant? Yeah, it's, it's, it's taking a little bit of a nap right now, unless you've got six inches of standing water in the house. Uh-huh. If there's a lot of moisture down there, it kind of wakes back up, and you start getting funny smells in the house. Which you're getting calls about. Which we are yeah, getting calls yeah. about right now. Um, you know, mold mold will kind of go dormant in the colder weather once mm-hmm. uh, once the temperature comes back a little bit. Uh, we get back into the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. uh, so a couple of months from now. Uh, that's typically when it wakes up with a kind of like a hibernating bear. Okay, when the hibernating bear wakes up, it's aggressive and it's mm-hmm. looking for food. And the same goes with mold; it starts growing very quickly. You said the last time that you were on that um, February in particular may be a time to address this uh, for a homeowner. I I do recommend it. So we are busy 11 months out of the year. It's just we're we're slammed all the time. February is typically our slowest month. So we also offer very good discounts Uh. to homeowners that are wanting to have work done in the back half of January and February. Now, look, I've been in thousands of crawl spaces i don't know i've been in four that i didn't find mold almost everyone has mold underneath their house if you have a ventilated crawl space it has to do with how bad is it is it really bad do you have another year or so you need to worry you know before you bring someone out to get it corrected 
or is it pretty light? You know, the house is 15 years old. There's only 100 square feet of mold down there. Well, all right, go down there and spray it real quick. Get it killed. You got another 15 years ahead of you. But mold eats wood. It only grows on organic surfaces, so anything it can feed on. So when it comes to wood and lumber, if you have mold growing on it down there, you do want to get that remediated before it starts causing structural damage. Mm -hmm. Now, this last week, we had a homeowner. She had pretty, pretty mild mold in most places, but in the back corner of the crawl space, it was really heavy. One of my technicians, now we take GoPro cameras out when we do our inspection, so we can show homeowners, this is what it looks like down there, this is what we saw. He reached up with his thumb and pointer finger, grabbed the bottom of the floor joist, and snapped it off with two fingers. The mold had eaten its way to the middle of that wood, and now this customer had structural damage. Wow. You don't want to get there. You mm. want to correct the problem before it costs you tens of thousands of dollars to get it repaired. Wow. Now I hear you have a dry ice treatment for mold. What's that all about? <laughs> we do. So I'm, I, I believe, due to my research, I believe we're the only company in the state that does residential dry ice blasting. Um. So there's three different ways to, to really remediate molds. You can use bleach-based chemicals. You can go with a concrobium, which is a plant-based fungicide. Or some customers do not want us using any kind of chemical whatsoever. Well, the only option is at that point dry ice remediation. Now, we own the equipment, which costs as much as a small house. Hmm. But if a customer wants dry ice, we have to order bins of it because it's a special type of dry ice that runs through our equipment. Mm -hmm. It's chemical-free. Freezes mold. It's negative 131 degrees Fahrenheit. So it freezes mold dead on contact and then removes the mold from the surface, kind of like a pressure washer. It's amazing. Well, when there's mold growing under the dorms in the college and they can't evacuate the building, they want to use dry ice. There's mold growing in a hospital. They don't want to use chemicals. Dry ice is the answer. So we tried to corner the market here with that option, and it has become very popular over the last couple of years. It is more expensive. Mm -hmm. You're looking at about 30% more than using chemicals, but it's chemical-free. There's no smell, and you don't even have to be out of the house when we're doing it. Yeah, Darwin, let's talk about something that you and and Brock uh, kind of work together on. I'm wondering uh, if this is something you can also address in the wintertime. That's that uh, that that uh, attic fan, right? A lot of people have have them, and they don't really last very long. And uh, it, this could be a problem why it was so hot last August, uh, because that's not doing the job. Uh, but uh, you 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 do solar uh, attic fans. Is this something you could address uh, even in the cold months? Well, uh, definitely. Brock had a very good idea with the solar fans. He found a great product. He did the research. Got to give him the credit on that because we had used. Uh, I think Brock and I talked about this probably two years ago. We had used solar powered fans in the past and not mm -hmm. been happy with them ourselves. And the one that Brock brought to our attention that he's he was using, and he came to me and he said, "Would you be interested in, you know, installing them for us, us partnering with you and you installing them?" I said, "Yeah." I mean, he'd proven that 
the research on them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we install them for on all his customers that he needs them on. And and solar power fans are a great option when a fan is necessary. And Brock will tell you the same thing. It's always ideal to put ridge vent if you can put ridge vent mm-hmm. in a ventilation system. When you can't and you need a fan, a solar fan is way better than putting electricity in there because, mm-hmm. it, you know, think about it in this sense. If we have to go in and we have to cut in a fan, they've got to get an electrician involved because you got to have a power source. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's just say we go through that whole process. you got to have a power source. you got to run uh, electrical to it, hook it up, and it is going to burn out. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't last. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what we've always found in power fans is that the homeowner doesn't know it's not working. Right. It's up there in the attic. Why would you? Two stories, and <laughs> it hasn't been working for two summers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and really? yeah, hasn't been working for mm-hmm. two summers. And they're, they're like, well, you know, it really was hot this summer. And they call us out and say, you know, they're, they're upset. You know, we put a power fan in for them two years ago, and we said, well, the power fan's no longer working. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an expensive fan. Yeah, we yeah. put it in. It's been in for, you know, two years, three years. It had a two-year warranty on it, and that's what really The motor goes out. The motor goes out. We like the solar fans because they're, I mean, they're 25-year warranties. We're talking about— you, 25 you, years. Yeah, you won't get anything remotely close to that with an electric fan— and electric fans are counterproductive. You're using electricity to cool off an attic to save on electricity. So in most, case, uh, most cases, it cancels itself out. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with Derwin across the board when it comes to ridge vents. That is my favorite form of ventilation. There's no moving parts. Uses basic physics to pull the heat out of the attic. Works very, very well. But sometimes a ridge vent is not able to be installed in a certain area and at that point, you can do a solar fan. Now, mm-hmm. you can have both. Sometimes customers ask, well, well, if I already have a ridge vent, can I also put in a solar fan to even increase the amount of airflow that I'm losing? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It can be done. It has to be installed four to six feet down from the ridge vent because you don't want those two forms of ventilation conflicting with each other. But the combination of the two, if it's installed correctly... The attic is, I don't know, 30 degrees, 35 degrees cooler than it would have been without it. Mm-hmm. So they work very well, and you feel that impact throughout the living space. 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great Friday Night Edition. John Champion joining me, oh, yeah. and we want <laughs> you to join us. So uh, give us a call, 919-860-9783. Making your home great on FM 98.5 and AM 680, WPTF and WPTF.com. Making your home great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We are back, guys. Uh, 919-860-9783. John, you have any any questions? You said... uh, uh, that maybe they need to go over to your house. Why? Exactly. Come on over. Yeah, I'm looking at my ceiling, going, "Ooh, what is that?" Yeah, yeah. So, and I was I was saying that while we we're off the air, I think you guys need to teach a class to everyone before they buy a home and say, "Hey, you're going to need us." Yeah, 
you're, you're going to need us sooner or later. You're going to need us. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about solar tubes and those sorts of things. You've got those going on uh, 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 solar t- tunnels and sun tunnels, things, sun tunnels yes. and and such. Um, you provide that. Uh, they're so much better than they used to be. They are. Uh, sun tunnels are an easy way to add natural light to a home uh, without spending a whole lot of money. You take a hallway, uh, a bathroom, you know, obviously second story. You got a hall bath and you want some natural light in there, add a sun tunnel in there. You add that sun tunnel and actually on, uh, not tonight when it's raining, but uh, Mm -hmm. a, a moonlit night, you don't need to cut the light on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing how much light you get from them. It's great light. Uh, hallways it can light it up during the day. Uh, walk-in closets. Uh, it's great, and it's also great in on the commercial side. Uh, you know, warehouses, a lot of natural light, office spaces that want to go, and you know they're trying to get away from, uh, you know. Um, lights you know mm-hmm. and and have natural light and that's a great way to light up an office space you know a lot a lot warehouses you know you got warehouses that are dingy add these big sun tunnels in fact i invite you to go to your showroom because you are using those in your in your business space sure uh you can see that you you have a showroom we do uh which is really unusual for a roofing company but you have that so you can actually uh, if pick up one of these 400 pound shingles, I guess if, <laughs> if you could do that. But uh, uh, that's a big advantage for customers. Yeah, we we think uh, anybody is welcome to come to the showroom. You know, come come into the showroom, especially if we're talking to you about a roof, uh, any project, whether we're talking about a shingle, slate, tile, mm-hmm. standing seam roof. Come by the showroom, put your hands on it. See some of the products uh, in the showroom. Uh, we can show you several different projects that we've done. You know, we have them. Uh, you know, videos of it. We have uh, uh, different uh, portfolios of things, mm-hmm. and it's a great way for the customer to come in and experience it. And uh, that yeah, I've always said, you know, that was a big push for us. And Holly did a great job with designing the showroom. And also, you mentioned the sun tunnels. We've got the skylights, too. Yeah. And we've got venting skylights. We've got solar-powered shades. You know, there's a lot of neat things for them to see how it works. Yeah, skylights with remote controls. Remote controls. Wow, he's got me Googling over here. I'm Googling sun tunnels. Like, wow, I never thought of that. Sun tunnels have become very, very popular uh, in in master bathrooms. You know, for those of us that might have to get up once or twice a night to use the restroom. Um, it's nice to not have to walk in there and turn the lights on. Being able to keep this moonlit bathroom that's real comfortable to they they they're really neat. I've always been a big fan of the the sun tunnels if if they can be installed. You have to have kind of a mm. a shorter distance. You don't want any bends and running through the attic mm-hmm. or that can affect the light. But if it's done correctly, they are gorgeous. And, and I like the fact that a roofer is putting that in because you are you are affecting that roof that's right and we do uh where there's uh 
uh, skylights. Say, for instance, uh, you want a sunroom or you want uh, in your uh, downstairs, you want a cut-in, you know, one story, and you mm-hmm. want to do a cut-in to a kitchen, for instance. A lot of times we'll do a skylight cut-in and, and make it a venting skylight. People really like that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice way to add to that room. Mm-hmm. It saves energy. Yes. Uh, it really does. You know, uh, that's a big thing for many of the products that you have because of that uh, that uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Are That's you still right. still getting some interest in that before tax time? Uh, we are, yes. Now, my understanding is they have decided to carry the Reduction Act for both solar insulation, doors and windows, and HVAC mm. through the end of 2024. Wow. Now, that might change again because they love changing the rules and, and you know, <laughs> whenever it suits them. But as of right now... Currently, you can still take advantage of the Inflation Reduction Act. So if you get some of these items replaced, you can get up to a 30% federal tax rebate. Mm -hmm. And that works particularly well for people that have old uh, insulation because you can bring it up to code. Yes, and solar fans, okay, the, it, really? that's included in the solar packages. So, mm. you know, one of these fans might cost you fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 to be installed, but then you get a $500 rebate. So you end up spending, when it's all said and done, a couple of hundred dollars more than you would have on an electric fan, which is going to last a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it really, you want to take advantage of this. And the cost of an insulation average job is around two grand. Well, now it's fourteen hundred. You're getting a, a rebate back. So take advantage of it while you can. Absolutely, it's out there. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seventy three. Our experts are here. If uh, you want to give us a call, we'd love uh, for you to join the conversation. Uh, John Champion, um, what have you what have you learned today? I've learned that I really need to do roof maintenance. I should have done it a long time ago. You know, I did really well with the, I had some floors put in a couple of years ago and I did really well with the vapor barrier and all that good stuff. Mm, yeah. I'm really proud of all that, but had um, a bonus, well, I wouldn't really call it a bonus room. I had the uh, deck screened in and uh, I think there's a little gap or something there between the roof and the new roof. And so, yeah, I'm really Really going to take some good looks and uh, yeah, I'm going to talk to my friends at RoofWorks, the new friends I've made. Yeah, Give us go. a call. That's it. Yeah, so I appreciate it, all the great information. I mean, it's so important that not only you do a roof inspection, but properly. Um, and I'm not giving any, you know, uh, saying anyone's not doing it right. But uh, uh, what what is what goes into a proper roof inspection? Do, do you need to get on the roof? Definitely got to get on the roof. If you don't get on the roof, I mean. So, so these guys are driving by and says, you know, I saw some shingles there. It looked kind of suspect. I get that um, all you know, the time. I, uh, I, I think you need. Uh, Even that are a drone. I mean, we'll use a drone for measurement, but you can't inspect a roof with a drone. You've got to be on the roof. If you can't get on that roof and lift up things and look and see what's going on, you're not inspecting that roof. That's right. You're not inspecting it, and and our guys are getting on the roof. We got really experienced, trained guys that are going to get on your roof. They're going to check things out. They're mm-hmm. going to see what's going on, and they're going to see if the insulation is correct. They're going to see if the flashing is proper. All those things. That's how you do an inspection. 
Yeah. And they have a list. They're going down that list, and they're checking it off. They're seeing if it meets everything that it needs to. You mentioned that uh, eventually the shingles are going to give give way, and we have these long, long warranties. Uh, but uh, word of caution with those, right? Word of caution? Well, as far as a 50-year shingle, is it going to last 50 years? It could last more, right? I, I mean, I don't think it's going to last 50 years. I just don't. Acts of God happen a lot. And that's that's how insurance classifies them. Okay, an eighty mile an hour wind that comes through. I've I've seen roofs that had been installed three days earlier. But if you have a hundred mile an hour wind hurricane come through, that can take the whole roof off. So yeah, general maintenance. Right. Get up there, take a look at it a few times a year. Yeah, right. I think from the warranty standpoint, if it is that kind of warranty, if you've got a good warranty and a good company. Mm-hmm. You're in good shape. Give us your uh, contact info. 919-852-2660. And Brock? Uh, you can reach us at triangleradiantbarrier.com or 919-986-8808. Thank you for joining us. This is Making Your Home Great.